Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, Fear Fans. This is Fear Fans? This is so <laughs> serious right now? I was like, <laughs> You're late on your cue. Wow. Welcome, you fear welcome, fans. welcome, Fear Fans. Welcome, Fear Fans. I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> this brings some energy to it. I can't even Ooh. look This up. reminds me of like episode four. Oh, remember that one when you yelled at me? shit on you. All right, so... What I called you low episode? energy jab. That's you right. called me low energy jab. Yes. Yeah, the ultimate insult. I, yes. You were like, <laughs> are you low ebony jab? Right. Low ebony? Right. I don't know. <laughs> like are you low ebony Black Panther? What's I'm, happening? I'm, I'm doing a lot right now. I have to take this yeah, off. It's the boob sweat, eh? It's the boob sweat. I don't know why she's pretending. <laughs> Just embrace it. Just embrace it. Embrace the musk. <laughs> there is no musk. It is kind of exact. There's a deep musk. You can ask. There's no musk. <laughs> What's the right. episode number? The this is episode 28. Not all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. There's musk. Okay, okay. I don't. Let's get up. back. I mean, Focus. You triggered me. Focus. <laughs> Come back. Okay. Focus. I'm ready. I'm ready. Energy. Energy. Yes. And five. See, we were supposed to listen to music four. before to get me hyped. Well, you had ten crack yeah. commandments. Let's do this. Yeah, let's go. All right, five. Let's go. Four, Four cocktails. Three. One, two, one, two. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, film fans. This is Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. I'm Tawana, and I'm Vaughn, and we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 28. For this episode, we're going to be talking about Sicario 2 and The Purge. Oh, and uh, also, movie wife will like with Alex. The ref- What's it called? First Reformed. First Reformed. Thank you very much. So Tawana, what are we going to drink today? Okay, so it seems like even though we're still on our summer kick, we've all got a theme this week. Oh yeah. In terms of our drinks. Folks, there's a lot of liquor and beer on this table today. Yeah. Well, I initially was... A lot of absent minds as well. A lot of absent minds. Well, I was just going to go for some summer blends. Uh-huh. I stepped into the room and everyone had this whole Sicario Mexican thing going on. Yes, yes. So I'm going to go with um, the first Purge and their theme mm-hmm. of, um, I don't know, today's news. Right. <laughs> and all things hatred. And to say it's a German beer. Oh, wow. I'm going to try my best. Ready? Okay. Weihenstaffenheiner. Oh, that's pretty wow, good. That's a lot. Let me take a look right. at that bottle. Take a look. You need I mean, you 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 will probably do better. I'm sure. Well, the the W should be a V. Vive. And you wouldn't really say the H. That's more like a vine. Okay, do it. So it's a vine Stefana. There you go. Vine Stefana. See. Yeah, I don't know what which syllable requires the emphasis, <laughs> but <laughs> wow. Don't know either. All right, so this is their. Is it from Munich? Munich? Uh, is it from Munich? It's from, oh, yeah. it's from that, that's the place. Yeah, it's Rhein from. Stefan yeah, Freising. It's Freising, Germany. Yeah, it's the place where like all. Bear Reich. 
Straßenbrauerei, <laughs> Weinstaffen, Freising. I appreciate that. Yeah, sure now, now I don't have I mean, to say that. I mean, if that's it. not the hallmarks of fascism, I don't know. Where I'm sure they did a exactly. lot of experiments on people back in the day. Yeah. So. I'm sure that's tasty. Enjoy <laughs> that. that. That's how they that, that's how they tortured people with gluten intolerance. Exactly. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, this is their uh, version of Evictus, mm-hmm. and which is basically like a, a, a Weizenbach, okay. or probably a Weizenbach. Probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and since we all had a theme situation besides summer. Uh, it was pretty Nazi up in the first verge. Yeah. So definitely. I'm going to go with a little German. American fascism. A little Germany. Oh, man. A little, with a little American fascism, yeah, thrown in. Absolutely. A little scariness. So anyway, so this is a, a light-colored, spicy single bock. Victus is saturated with a fine yeast and creamy foam. Mm. <laughs> I was looking for you, bud. Nice and warm, uh, right? Nice and warm. Mm-hmm. Uh it is a specialty with, with pretty much a round character based on this like extra long storage time. So it has this long storage time that gets it, lets it really like saturated since it's unfiltered. It's a, uh, it's got a, I don't know, does it have a fruity smell? It's got a fruity smell. Oh yeah, dried apricots. Okay. Um, it kind of looks like an apricot. Sit- well, yeah, it's summery, mm-hmm. so it's very light in uh, in texture. Um, pours very gold. Uh, sort of joins their aromas of citrus cloves, lots of hints of banana, which is usually what happens in these wheats. Okay. So lots of bananas and cloves. Very full body, sparkling, effervescent to the tongue. Uh, I love that it pours with a big head. I think it smells very yeasty, too. Okay. But that's what wheats do. Um, yeah. But it's got it's got a nice little short finish. Sort of lingers on the tongue a little bit. Can be a little sour if you drink it a little warmer. Not bad. There are bread aversions, I hear, but I do like Victus pretty much. So, okay. anyway, there you go. So, you'd recommend it to the audience? I'd recommend it anytime. Got it. Every German beer you can get your hands on, every wheat, unfiltered, heifer you just, could find. Just go for it. Just pour it down your throat. Gotcha. It's always good. So, Alex, let's talk about what you're going to have us drinking today. So, today, in honor of Sicario. And yes. the general bloodiness of <laughs> two of the films. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought more of a I brought a cocktail to the table. So we actually nice. ended up doing two versions of this: one with tequila, one with bourbon. Um, Vaughn's one with bourbon is the American Firing Squad. Obviously, yes. one with tequila is the Mexican Firing Squad, um, which is a fairly famous drink, especially around New York. Um, I don't know if it's that widespread. I found out about this cocktail when I first moved here a couple of years back. Um, it's described here on liquor.com as a classic first illustrated in Charles H. Baker's The Gentleman's Companion. The oh, Mexican wow. Firing Squad is a tequila cocktail that deserves attention. It's served at Ward 3 in New York City, where bartender Kenneth McCoy says he's added it to his summer menu because it's fun, delicious, and a bit more under the radar than a margarita or a paloma. It definitely is. It is, right? It's so, very refreshing. But the way you just described that is like a... a Great little tour guide. Yeah, so it consists of tequila or mezcal. Obviously, we um, you know added a little. Uh, we swapped out a little bourbon, um, lime juice, grenadine or pomegranate syrup or molasses, um, angostura bitters, and uh, you can add a bit of lime juice in there. I mean, it says in this version there's one with agave syrup. I quite like that we added fresh um, 
lime juice lime to juice. it. Mm-hmm. They really sort of gave it pop, but it's a really, it's a, it's very blood red, yeah. uh, which is a good theme for the films today. There was a lot of killing. A lot of murder. Um, and the tequila that we used, um, this is actually from one of your guys' trips. Yeah, this yeah. is one of, me and Tawana went to uh, Puerto Vallarta last year. And it's from Jalisco. In the fall, and it's, it's an amazing tequila, and I'm so glad that we get to share a little bit with the audience today. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's gonna be hard to find in the U.S. But yeah, just know it's you can you can have you can Agave go on their Lava. website and have it shipped. Yeah, mm. for sure. But it's they very do nice. ship. But I mean, it's from Puerto Vallarta. Um, but the 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 state is called Jalisco. Jalisco, yeah, yeah. And Jalisco is, I mean, that's where all all tequilas made. Um, yeah, all pure agave. 100% pure agave tequila comes from. Yes. Uh, it's also in a place that is does have a lot of cartel activity as well. So, so it ties oh, in. So it, so ties it in. ties in a little bit. Um, it yeah, ties into the good. films. And, you know, like I said, it, it, when Tawan and I toured the factory when they were making it, it, it was a family yeah, it was business. beautiful place. Very nice. The, the family was very welcoming on mm-hmm. the tour. And, and, you know, they served up the tequila. They taught us how to drink it. How to drink it. How, how to, to tell on your hands right, if it's real. And how to distinguish, you know, organic, real tequila from right. the, the tequila we get in America, which Shit. is horrible. And I wouldn't Shitty recommend sugar. you drinking it. You know, and it's just a lot of blends and a lot of sugar to, to beef it up. But um, yeah, definitely. just know you can find some good tequilas out of here. And if they're not made in Jalisco, they're not yeah. tequila. Mm. They're not made in Jalisco. And they're not allowed to call themselves tequila. They're not tequila allowed to also. call themselves tequila. Another so, little tidbit that I like to mention is that mm-hmm. they said the best way to tell if it's organic is to pour it on your hands and oh, yeah. rub your hands together like you would with um, hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it finishes clean... It's right. organic. And it just is supposed to evaporate from your it's skin. It's supposed to evaporate into your skin. Just but like that. But if it, if it becomes sticky, it's full of sugar. Don't drink that shit. Yeah. Mm. It's crap. You're going to get a hangover. Great. We drank this for a whole, like, uh, we went on a boat ride that was like a tequila sunset boat ride or whatever, and that we drank that the whole time. It was hours, and we were not fucked up when we got off. That's what I like about it. I mean, my you know my girlfriend's uh, half Mexican, and and uh, she always keeps a bottle of tequila in the house. And I mean, her grandmother is a fairly she... well known doctor in Mexico City, mm-hmm. and nice. um, she would always sort of joke like, "I've been sick a couple times whilst I've been with her," and she'd always say like, "Just have some, have a tequilita, like have a little tequila." Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like I feel like dog shit. I got a little man flu going on. The last thing I want is tequila. Man flu. <laughs> but that's like serious. But it's like she's like, no, it's because it's it's so pure, and the alcohol really does burn off at least a bacterial it infection. Does. Right. So the first thing she'll do is she'll gargle tequila if she's got a little throat problem. She'll gargle tequila and sip that, and she'll do that a couple times a day. Not like taking a whole shot, but right. like. And then if that doesn't, obviously, you know, sometimes that's enough to burn it off. Right. But uh, that's exactly it. When it's pure, I mean, this is one of the few liquors that actually has a net positive benefit for you because right. the source, the the cactus, the, the agave, is 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 there's so many health benefits yep. yeah. to it that it's it's interesting. Obviously, you don't want to have too much alcohol, but right, you know, everything else going on is it's better than being distilled from potatoes. That's for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. And you know, it's organic, and it's if you're trying to lose weight like myself, you know. It's really yeah. the best oh alcohol to have. 100%. Just trying to tell Supermodel. So let's talk about the, the bourbon. Supermodel. Shade. So since we had to bring a little bit of uh, bourbon into beer, bourbon in a movie, uh, I decided since we're going to do this, uh, what was this? First, first Reformed. Yes, First Reformed. 
since this story is kind of sad and a little dark and depressing, and it seems like this priest would really just be drinking straight bourbon. He's he drinking it neat. neat. He's not putting no neat. ice in it. He's it's drinking it neat. Cold. He's doing bottle of night. It's neat. Wow. He would be drinking old granddad for sure. And yeah. it's 80 proof, and it's a solid drink. It's affordable. You can find it in so many locations. It's one of those bourbons that every real bourbon drinker knows about when you just want to have a nice bourbon around the house and you don't want to spend a ton of money, but you can have a nice drink just with old granddad. And old granddad's been around since 1882. Oh, my God. So it is, it's all about getting it in. And, and they also would use these kind of bourbons as medicinal uses, too, like oh, Alex yeah. talked about, where you just have a little shot of this bourbon. Because they used to sell it in, in pharmacies. Right. Well, like he was saying how uh, his girlfriend's grandmother... Mm-hmm. Treats tequilas, how Southerners treat bourbon. Absolutely. My grandmother would have bourbon and lemons in a jar sitting by her bed all mm. winter. Mine too. And, and she would sip on that. She and, had it at breakfast. And there was always, grandma. well, my grandmother didn't have it at breakfast. She had a little Irish coffee. She would sip on this at night during the wintertime if she had a cold or she felt like a little cold. And she would give us, the kids, a little sip of it with honey. Yeah. And we would just go right to bed and sweat out whatever sweat was going out, on. She'd wrap us up with these blankets. Rub it on your gums. And you would just be, and you would, you'd wake up the next morning feeling so much better. Yeah. So there are a lot of, you know, outside of enjoyment and, and fun times with alcohol. You can also find some, <laughs> some, some medicinal, actual medicinal uses. uses so uh, that just kind of leads us into where we're going to go with these movies. Let's start with. The start? Purge. Let's start with The Purge. You triggering me right yeah, now? Let's start with The Purge. Mm-hmm. You be triggering me? Just saw it this morning. So um, it's still fresh. All right. So let's start with The Purge. The First Purge, um, directed by Gerard McMurray. Let's see if you knew this. He directed Burning Sands. Oh, of course he did. Horrible. Mm-hmm. But this was why. actually pretty good. And he was a producer on Fruitvale Station. Mm-hmm. And a lot, he's he's mainly known as a producer. He's produced a lot of films. Uh, and then he's only got a couple of films under his belt as a director. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's this one, The First Purge, and uh, Burning Sands. And then he's got like a couple of shorts. But his legacy is really about producing. His legacy is really about mm-hmm. producing. And he's produced a number of films. Right. And to his credit, you know, this wasn't horrible. No, what... Tell us a little bit about it. But yeah, so, synopsis. so this, the synopsis is, after the rise of a third political party called the New Founding Fathers of America, an experiment is conducted, no laws, for 12 hours on Staten Island. No one must stay during the experiment yet. Uh, There is a $5,000 reward if anyone does. So basically, they were pretty much trying to get all the uh, underprivileged black and browns. Yeah, the poor people. The poor people to stay. To stay, for five, to stay for five, to stay for five thousand dollars overnight, or if you want a little extra cash, you know, you could go out and start killing some folks. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and that doesn't spoil it. Um, the DP is Anastasia Mikos. Uh, he did a lot of. He's an Italian DP. He's done a lot of sort of black narrative pieces. Uh, he did Sparkle, Black Nativity. Mm. Um, He's done a few TV shows. Uh, Gamora. I'm sorry. Does he? He's Italian? Yeah, he's Italian. Mm. Anyway, uh, so he's done like, there's a TV series called Gamora. Mm. 
Uh, it's based off of that, quite a famous film. Right, 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 right. It's like the Italian city of God. Yeah, right. It's like the Italian city of God, basically, yeah. yeah. It's really beautifully done. So he's done a bunch of those. Well, that's why those sequences where the where the lights were flashing and the smoke oh, the, and all those And the nighttime. And they were walking through the, the project halls and yeah. all those kinds of sequences look so great. And then the, yeah. all those night scenes and... In, in moments where you in the drone work, the drone work, there was a lot of there was a interesting lot of camera play, a there. lot of interesting camera play in it. And that, I like I like when the characters were wearing the contacts. That was, uh, that was yeah, really fun for they, me. When you sign up for the purge, excuse me. When you sign up for the purge, you basically uh, are given these contacts to put in if you decide to murder anyone. So that you could be credited for your work. Yeah, murder or rob or do any kind of crime. Like any sort of like, you know, purging S type style crime. Um, yeah, that's what happened. You know, I, I the thing that struck me about this movie, because we've seen all of the purges together, Tawana, and over, since the very beginning. We have. We've actually seen them all. And what what I wanted from this was a, I needed a little bit more. Of the energy from the last one. Remember how those those I remember those young girls yeah. and that whole thing. Like they were they they started to go there, but they, they spent a lot of time to me giving us the backstory with the with the drug dealer and the community. And I get it. I well, get yeah, with you're the drug with Dimitri and Naya. Right. And I and I I like the fact that and they were there and they were the, the leads in the but film. They had to give you a little bit of backstory. And I get it. And I and I appreciate it, but I really wanted I, one, I wanted more crime. There was enough crime. There wasn't enough crime for me. There was me. hella murders. No, but they just. But it wasn't. It wasn't in the organic sense that the other purge films were. Yeah. There was a lot of crime based on that militia that went in there. Well, there were several militias. But, they hired a bunch. Right, but it didn't have the organic feel of, and I guess that was the but point they were trying to make. But which purge are you referring to? Because think about the other. Purge films where people were just killing people just right and left right. on the street. You kill family members. You people were right. just isolated, killing everybody. separate incidents. Right, that's what you were. Talking I didn't about. get enough of that. Right, but there was once only again, like one or two. Once again, this was the prequel to all of this that. This was the prequel, so, so they had to build this the structure. This was the beginning of yes. how the story would play out, right. and I get that, and it, and it makes sense. What What was sad to me was. Right. Even it, like, I don't know if I would have been able to write this story if, and I wanted to say, okay, the purge is going to start by some experiment within a poor urban community set in a, like, I don't. First of all, they pick fucking Staten Island, that, which is the well, like, the it, lost borough in New York. But the whole thing is Staten Island <laughs> kind of sits off to itself. It is the lost it, borough. And it's easy. If you're a New Yorker, you know that. It's easy to. It's easy to target it. Right. Because it sits off by itself. And granted, right. that would be a great place to perform an experiment such yeah. as this but okay then you decide we're going to pinpoint it and it's going to be in the center of these these projects that it just kind of it made me feel a certain kind of way well there were a few things that made me feel a certain kind well, of way i mean that's that's that that's the that's the center of trump country and right still it, decide, it is they that's, still decide to that's pick what i was saying project. earlier right. it was like staten island and long island trump country in new york yeah. Everything else is it's hella Democrat. And but it, those it just, two spots. It just felt so there was such a weirdness about it. Then the whole the whole corporation or government entity that was performing the experiment, like 
I would have actually liked to have seen a little bit more of the background into her work, like the the yeah. Maurice, they, they just uh, threw Marissa Tomei. They Marisa threw her Tomei. away. They threw her, her whole character career away. feels like a throwaway. It does, and I think that they wasted her talent because there could have been so much more of her coming up with this concept, right? And and how she actually wanted to see it play out. And you saw a little bit, yeah. But they didn't really, they didn't really. They didn't really live in that long. Live on like what she really wanted from right. her science experiment. Right. And I mean, no spoilers, but we all know what's gonna happen. It's pretty much talking about Trump and like how white people are evil. Well, they all. <laughs> That's kinda, what they try to do. They, they try all to like talk about Trump because even the well because it is the it is a first state election the was the last one we saw during the election season right. of Donald Trump. But it it, and is, it, it was very heavy handed too. Right. And it, but it kind of was talking about the election of it. Right, but, right, right. But the whole thing is, you know, I, I, I think what made me feel good is that at the end of the day, human instinct right. steps in. And, you of know, course. no matter how crazy things are, no matter how, how bad things seem, right. you know, real good people step up and stand up yes, for always. other good people. And, and that's the... That's the only saving grace I can have for this. It was good to see old boy from Insecure. Yelan. I'm, I'm glad Noel, to see him working. Who I'm gonna say, you know. I'm glad to see him He's working. He's hella cute. And um and and the young lady, <laughs> what was her name? What was um, she doing? Um, Lex Scott Davis. Yeah, she I, played I, Naya. I liked her too, and I liked her fire. She she was an activist and, and, and a community leader. But I'm glad and I liked that part. I'm of glad it. that he helmed this pick. Yeah. Because. Uh, He's done a lot of different things, but like, it was nice. He felt like a, he felt like a Wesley Snipes Jr. Like, yeah. like a. He was across somewhere between Wesley and. He was and, like New and, Jack and Denzel City back in the, you know somewhere between. His young walk Denzel. was Denzel, yeah. but his look was hella Wesley, yeah. and I mean like New Jack City Wesley with the turtleneck and the leather jacket and a chain. That was nineties all day. Okay. No, I was I went too far. No, 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 no. You just, you just, you're in another movie. But, but like I said, I think that it was good to see that. And you know what works well with the Purge is when they single out particular characters, right? In in this battle, because in like that in previous ones we've had lone heroes right. saving the day, and, and this was a good turn because it could have actually been Naya. She could have actually done it too. Naya was ridiculous. Yeah, she I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna just say something. Naya annoyed the fuck out of me. Why? Because, all right, I get what you're doing, but you can't do, you know, a fucking political rally the entire fucking movie. Once it's time to save your life, like, bitch, call your boyfriend and, like, get some help and, like, do it up. Stop, like, texting people. Stop, like, trying to, like, do silly shit in the middle of the street. Like, this is a war right now, but I get it. She is unaware that the purge actually exists because this was the first purge. And in other purges, they've been living that yes, life of what it to yeah of the behavior you're supposed to have during the purge. Right. So everyone else was very weary, very, very, um, very focused on where they were going and what they were doing, and she was just all over the place. Well, I love and I I love the neighbor, Del- Dolores. I love was Dolores. it Dolores. I loved. Dolores I loved, was too much for me. I loved Dolores. her. She was every. She was every neighbor. Boy. boy. When Dolores just popped up out of nowhere and was like, I almost shit myself. Right. I had to climb the stairs. 
<laughs> 14 floors. Right. I don't got my asthma pump. Right. But her face was tight. She was so And her hand was fine. But she was so real. And they had already been through a, a but, hell of a mess. And but she was have, so real. But Dolores didn't have one drop of blood. No, but remember, she had been drinking at the church and, and chilling. And, and so she, I guess. When she got out, she was out. She was out. She's like, I'm, and you know, people know. But it was funny. What? There were lots of funny moments. With what people Dolores. don't understand about the hood is that. People know how to hide in the hood. You're not going to just... Yeah, Dolores is OG. Right. She's she's an OG gangster for sure. Because she... you heard what she told her. This alcohol tastes like um, old man ass. And don't ask me how I know right. that. <laughs> right. So it's just, like, it's just moments like that that kind of made the film work for me. I Like I said, I wanted to see a little bit more killing. I did right. love the old ladies that set up all those toys in that alley. That was... Fantastic for me. I really would have liked to spend a little bit more time with them, but you know it's okay. And then psycho crackhead heroin addict dude, um, skeleton, skeletor. He was, he was everything. He was everything, and 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 it's just those were those shining moments to me because when I when I watch a movie like The Purge because that's that's summer fair it's it's that it is summer it's, it's all let's just kill them up let's have a lot of yeah. action let's have a summer lot of gunplay let's have a lot of fighting let's kill people in some very very vicious ways yes and this film delivers that 100% what's that young man's name which one Skeletor, Skeletor. his name is Rotimi Paul I want to see his crazy ass do some more work. He, I mean, he reminds me will. a lot of uh, Michael producer, Williams. Actually. He reminds me of Michael Williams from uh, um, yeah, Michael K. Williams. Michael K. from from, uh, from the Wire. From the Wire, he's, and all he's that. done a lot of stuff. You know, and I'm sure he'll be cast as everybody's criminal, everybody's drug addict. Well, Rotimi, well, Rotimi Paul, because Rotimi is also Rotimi from Power, so mm-hmm. we don't want to confuse them. But um, who plays Drake? But anyway, I've he's never done seen power. Okay, we know. Um, he's done a lot of TV, so mm-hmm. maybe that's where he is. But you know, also Dolores, her name is Mugger. I'm not kidding. That's her name. M U G G A Mugger. That's her SAG name. So that's what she's getting her SAG. Mugger. 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 Got it. All right. Maga. Well, I feel like fine. I gotta raise my lip. Maga. She was in a no, not like that. <laughs> but I, I think you that's, gotta, what that's you like got, the secret that they. That's you gotta some, put a little stank shit. on it, Maga. Like you gotta lift your lip a little on the side. Like, Yo, Maga. Maga. There you go. There it is, Alex. You good? You good? See that te- the tequila's Yo, kicking. She was in right. like she was in Precious and Oranges and the Just Black. like as a white oh, okay. dude, I just want to say Maga. Oh, of course she's she's been in Power. Okay. Who was in Power? Got it. Got it. Well, at least they didn't have that, the woman that's supposed to be the wife in power. No, I can't do hood ass Tasha anymore. Let's, let's make Asta Place great again. Yeah. <laughs> make Asta Place great. <laughs> All right. No. So, anyway. But anyway. So, back to the film. So, like yes. I said, I think it was, like it's just once again Summer Fair. If you don't want to see the big blockbuster superhero films and the big uh, heist movie or right. yet another Mission Impossible right. or a Jurassic Park and all that, these are those kinds of movies that kind of flow under the radar, but people go to see them. Because right. people have been waiting on these kind of purge movies. People wait on it's these. It's almost like how you wait for a saw and but listen, and I was cheering in the movie because they announced The Nun. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we're, yeah. we're going to see that. Yeah, Because I can't see, see it by myself. We're going to see The Nun. And those that I would see and it they, with Fonteo. And, and they cast the right young lady 
in the role. Oh, she's perfect. She is perfect. She's from American Horror Story. She's and she's, and I was like, oh my everything. god, it's the younger version of the Warren. Yep, she's she's it's fantastic. Mrs. Warren's younger version. Now we know why she carried that crucifix all the time. Yeah, but we'll we'll get to that. But we'll get to that. later in the summer. Not in the summer because we're definitely seeing. But this is these are the kinds of films, and you know what? If you just want something to do, something to have a little fun with, it's a little mindless fun with a little yeah. political edge. You can. I do wouldn't want to see it on a first thing on Sunday morning like Tawana's doing today, but yeah, but I'm know, gangster. It, it's a lot because it was a lot for me emotionally. It just felt a little. Well, I was eating a, a whopper. It kind of left some me in a different place. Watching the first person, so it felt it felt apropos. I saw it maybe two weeks ago, <laughs> something like that. But it just kind of. It put me in a certain kind of place, but I'm like, okay. It does. It triggers you. It, it, it does trigger you. It made you. me feel if, a certain kind of way. I'm going to say this. If you are a black or brown person or a, pe- a person mm, with some maybe liberal context and political aspirations, or you just really just have a, a, a really un- strong understanding of like social political issues, this is going to trigger you. Yeah. It does. Um, but all of those, but all you're of gonna the purge be fine. films... All of the Purge films do that. Right. And, because, and that's what they do but this, well. But this triggers you the most. But they do have this sort of subtext of, like, um, people of color, uh, you know, people of color just sort of being subjected to the will of the of the, uh, of the the man, so to speak. And the government. And the government. Well, that's the man, too. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, like but, I said, yeah. I think that it's, it's one of those things, because I enjoyed it. I, just, I enjoyed it. I just felt a certain kind of... There was a certain kind of sadness in it because I know the so political climate much. that we live in right now. It made me feel a whole lot. It did. It it made me feel a whole lot about that because we're we're in a situation where people are calling the cops on black people just. But we're just in that for being. exact situation, and it just kind of scares me in in the in the world we live in right now that we we're just in this kind of climate where there you you definitely feel like it could happen. People are after you. It and, could happen. And, we, and, you know, as a black man living in America, I've often felt like there was a target on my back. But in, in these last few years, especially this last year, it's definitely felt like the all the crazies have come out. So it's just like, all right, out. so what's going to happen now? Because before you were all hooded and hidden, but now you're just out in well, full we know, glory. We know why they're out and in full glory. Yeah, because of the leadership. But we're not going to go there. This we're is not, not a political show. No, it's not. But... It's just a fact show. But they highlighted that yes, within. It's a cause, fact. Because the new founding fathers are the answer to a third party, which is something that America is sort of looking for. Yeah, we def- we would and need a third party. So, and many other countries have it. So. But I don't think it'll be like that. I don't think not, it will be like that, but they're playing that on our fears. nationalism movement. They're sort of playing on our fears. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe even getting you to think about it a little bit and say, hmm, you know. Could this be? Would this be? How now, can mind I get you, this going? now, mind you, I'm not going to sit here and say I wouldn't want to purge a couple of people that I know. Like a motherfucker. Yeah, I, I have a whole list. But then again, I feel like. I actually have a running list of 10. I have a running list, but I feel like once I'm there and they're under the gun, maybe I won't hurt them. No, I would. It depends. If I was angry, then it, it, it would be a strong possibility. Mm. But just going out to do something. No. Yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go make a list and just go knock on someone's door and be like, I'm going to kill you. No, I'm not going to do that. But if you had wronged me, like, say, young Isaiah in this. You're coming down. Then maybe I would have went out. Like, if you hurt someone that I loved or something. Yeah. Then maybe I would have gone out and did something. But I I feel like ultimately, 
once I had them under the gun, I would be like, damn, it is a lot. You know, I don't hate you as much as I, I thought I did. Can I kill? Nah, yeah. probably not. Yeah. I mean, look cool on TV, but yeah, no. <laughs> well, I still, in my list of 10, I got about three that I would just take them out just on good standing. Just on good standing. Yeah. I mean, them. I have a few. But you know things just happen. Three, though. It's just, just three though. See, few. I'm good though, because I went from my list of ten to knock it out only three. Did you? That's pretty good. I think I have about five. See, don't Alex, what do you think? You have about a, what? you have a list? Do you have a list of people you'd purge if you could? Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah, see? see? Or like what's that other movie they had where they, they were all in the office just, and they had to kill people? Oh I, I we never saw that, but the trailer looked great. Yeah, it was called um, something the experiment. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, so Alex, you have you the have Belko experiment. A little bit. When they were like, you got to kill your coworkers nice. in order to survive. Oh, I would do that. Remember in a that? Oh. The Belko experiment. As soon as it started, it was like, I need you to kill five coworkers in order to live. Five coworkers was a, was an easy tell. I got maybe two or three. But see, you got Alex, maybe two or three. But see, Boom. Alex, think about it. If if it, if it was something crazy happened at work because we work together, folks. Yes, Alex and you. Me and Alex would be together and we, we would protect each other from people trying to kill us. But That's then once once it got down, oh. you would well, you would have so to kill Alex one just, another. Alex just let me know I'd be on my own. Well, after Thanks. you helped him kill all the, the people, white guy he won't die in that movie. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, so Ron's pretty ornery. Don't get too yeah, close. Yeah. I will He's kill good. You. He's good. I'm a very nice person. You got to I mean, you ch- you stick and move with Ron because right. once he ch- catches you with those bare hands, yeah, it's like a vice. These guns, baby. These guns. The old but chair. it's also those giant hands you got. Grip. Massive. Grip for days. That grip Grips. is good. Yes, mm, it is. For days. All right, so let's round this one off. So we're gonna say. Yes. We're going to say, go see it. Yeah, just It's fun. summer fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a go see? Bring a Whopper a and a bag of popcorn like I did. <laughs> if so it was in the morning, I might have added a beer to that. So love and just have a good time. Yeah. Oh, but a Whopper is okay, but a beer a is not. Well, it was like if 10 gonna, o'clock. If it was gonna, an 11 o'clock show. If you're going to debase yourself, fuck You might it, just dude. fully do just it? fucking do it. I mean, I shared the Whopper, so I didn't eat it fully. Thank goodness. <laughs> That's but I didn't have a Snickers and a Twix in my bag, too. Oh, <laughs> I was ODing. I was ODing. I was like ODing. Wow, cheat day. <laughs> there was a lot, but, you know, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> All right, y'all. But anyway, so go see it. It's a little bit of fun. Have a good time. Fantasize you're in the purge and making it. Yes. Go in. It's the summer. Enjoy fun yourself. Do it. Do it. So let's pour up a glass of tequila and have a little shot right now. Yes, because it's time for... Sicario, yes. day of the Saladado. Soldado? Oh, God. I fucked it up. Soldado. <laughs> she, she's drunk off that beer, y'all. <laughs> Sicario, Sidado del Dia. I really don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> day of the you Soldado. You know, I am American. I'm not as exposed as you uh, are. I am an American. <laughs> and it's my right to be dumb as fuck. I know, that's what we say. So sad. I am an American. It is true. I'm going to say shit wrong all day. All day and act like I'm doing it right. Right. And be mad at you and for not And be mad at you for correcting right. me. Like, how dare you? How dare you tell me I don't know how to speak Spanish? Because <laughs> I'm going to speak like Bloomberg right now. Hola, como esta? Como esta usted? Dead. No? No? Since I have Poor reached, favor. Since I have, Poor favor. Since I have reached the age of 40, I shall be referred to in the usted. Usted. <laughs> 
Poor favor, sir. Poor favor. Uno, 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 uno momento. Como estáis? It's called the Bloomberg style of speaking yeah, Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Bloomberg is a former mayor of New York of City. Of New York folks, City. He'll soon be running for president, so he be ready to vote. Mm. Um, but, and be ready to sell all your properties. Yeah. He'll sell entire, all of America like he sold New York. That's right. Anyway, yeah, he spoke Spanish. Like, it was the most remedial hooked on phonics version that you could ever see. So, <laughs> so let's talk about Sicario. Sicario, Day of the Soldado. There you go. Tell us okay. about it, Tawana. Tell us about it. Tell us the about drug it. war I'm on the U.S.-Mexico border has escalated as the cartels have begun trafficking terrorists across the U.S. border. To fight the war, federal agent Matt Graver reteams with the Micruccio Alejandro. What the fuck did you just say? Remucaccio <laughs> <laughs> Alejandro? By all means. By all means. Let's, 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 let's fucking round two that one. Ah, all right. Let's just say You've, the, the Sicario the, Alejandro. I'm, just, not, re- I'm not repeating just, that can word. I just, if this was, if this was, if this was um, fucking, oh God, what's that? I'm Three cap- X's. I'm <laughs> capable. Oh, oh, oh. This is X-Factor. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't. <laughs> That's clear. Anyway, I I, I can't actually read. <laughs> okay, so tell us about the I film. I don't know why. I should just gave you one, one big red X. Dude. I do have two <laughs> degrees though, too, and that's okay. the craziness. It's okay. Okay. I mean, they're on film, so maybe I just can only count. It's okay. Like fifty millimeter, right. thirty-five. So hey, but you're an amazing. Brolin's back. Oh, you're an amazing friend, Vaughn. Thank you. I'm just gonna say that. Brolin's back. Thanks. I'll kiss you later. All right. Benicio's back. <laughs> Yes. yes. Mercenary in the glasses and the sick mustache is back. Yes. And let me just say one thing about Josh. <laughs> yes. Let me just say one thing and sick about back. motherfucking Josh Brolin. He has been in fucking three films summer this summer. This is his year. I know. He has been in three killing blockbusters. It, but killing it, though. Yes. Not just like bitch ass like, oh, I'm right. just going to be in three films. Killing Deadpool each one. Deadpool 2. Avengers and now this. How this can movie. you be? He is a beast. How can you be in the Marvel universe twice? He I is a know, motherfucking beast. But he's in it. He can do anything, and and you know what? He's the the, th- the thing about his acting because I'm like he's good at it though. He's so good, and he he's good. You know, he comes from his father's an actor. He reminds me of his father. Been around for years and years, and his but, father's still. But like yet too. he's he's still himself. Right, and he's he's taking on these kind of roles that you know. They're the they're the they're the good guy, almost bad guy. Well, maybe maybe not. We don't really right. know what he is yet. But it's, he's always good in it. And there's right. just he he brings a different kind of emotion to everything. Like he there's a depth in his in his acting that makes you feel a certain kind of way because you cheer for him even when he was Thanos. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed his performance as Thanos, and I felt sorry for him in in his plight because I understood what he was trying to do. It, he, it, he had a in he had universe. a point of view, right? And so did he has the same point of view even in this film. And it, it's very interesting because you you wouldn't think yeah, fascinating. You wouldn't think that you'd be able to do this kind of work in this space, but he just he's able to do it because it's not just about cartels and killing a bunch of people. It's there's a whole lot more going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening there. It, but, it's um, definitely a for the greater good. You know, there's right. a lot of it's. It's it's quite a. I mean, the franchise as a whole is about moral ambiguity, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And kind of the you know, it's all about getting dirty. 
It's all about getting dirty. Got the gloves off. I'm gonna. And you know, get dirty. And you know what? And it's all well, about it. dirty is exactly why you're here. Right, right, right. You know. It, but you know what? What I what I like about the Sicario films is you never know what you're getting into, and it's just like keeps you engaged from beginning to mm-hmm. end. It's a thrill ride. I'm a nail biter, and I've been growing my nails, but I have one, two left. Mm. Okay. <laughs> two left. I chewed the fuck out of these things in the movie. It was so suspenseful, and I just I really enjoyed uh, James Brolin's take on things and the newcomer can we give it up for the newcomer Isabella Monaire Monaire that's the little that's girl the that's the little girl her name yeah, is she Monaire good. she's got a lot of fire in her she does a lot of mm. like a lot of little kid shit like Disney shit mm-hmm. but she's coming up in the game I yeah. guess this was her big debut in an adult film and you know yeah. what she's strong the she young, was very strong the young boy too there was yeah, something yeah, yeah. about him because he did a lot of his acting was more about emoting emotions. He like he didn't have a right. lot to say, right. but there was a lot of power he, in he him. He played Miguel. His name is Elijah Rodriguez. Yeah, there was a lot of power in him in, in the choices that he made because you think about oh, it. Yeah. He was influenced by his cousin. Yes. And there was really no reason for him because he, he was living a good life. He, in America. In a normal situation with in a America, family. In a, in a suburb. Right. In America. He, he chose this he life. He chose this life. Just, well, his cousin influenced him and then he right. was like, fuck it. But he, because he wanted to have... He wanted to have money and he wanted to have stuff. Well, they told him he'd make his father's salary in like right. a couple of weeks. And so, and you know, it's that's part of the quote unquote American dream. And you know? he is a teen. He was a teenager, a teenager of some sort. Yeah. But it was it was very interesting in that way because truth be told, I hated the first Sicario and I didn't really get why <sighs> was everybody amazing. was so fascinated with it. I actually watched it over again. And yes, I loved all the actors in the original one. Right. But it just. You know, I'm not. There's only so much. Let me just shoot a bunch of people up. But it's that not I want to watch. Just I like thought, that in this. I film. thought this film was a much more about let's shoot people up. I thought the first one was like, it was trying. The first film was so much more about trying to show you the, the stark, like desperate realism of right. the drug wars and how it gives you that hopeless feeling that general law and order. Yeah. is is lost you know right. like you're like your like your local beat cops and even your federal agents you know they're kind of fighting a losing battle right and it takes you know it takes this kind of murky world of special operations and you know right cia type individuals and mm. organizations to kind of wage these these dirty wars very like um Ollie all North, mm-hmm. 1980s. It was very Iran much like Contra that. shit, you the know what I mean? The whole Matthew, Mc, uh, not Matthew McConaughey, what's his name? Matthew Modine? Yeah. His role, mm-hmm. Secretary, yeah, he the, no, he, Secretary he was, of Defense. I thought he was president in this one. No, I thought he was Secretary the pre- of State. Secretary of State, yeah. Okay, that's what he the was. The president was somebody else. Yeah. Well, it, you know what was interesting to me? Why didn't we ever see the girl's father? Because we never see the heads, though, do we? We never saw him. They, That's there a good was point. never. I didn't think about that. And now the whole we time, we never really I kept see waiting, the heads of state. In, in, in they the kept, cartels. But they kept bringing it to, like, we kept hearing about the search for her. <laughs> Don't pause. What the fuck? Don't pause. Okay, pause, pause, <laughs> pause the podcast. This could for a work. Tawana, beer cocktail. Tawana, you put that evil on me, Rookie Bobby. Tawana, <laughs> Tawana is doing something 
drinkers. You can do a bourbon and beer, but you're really, fine looking up. I'm really confused by what beer, I Beer, bourbon, watched. and a sloppy-ass Sunday afternoon. That's where, that's where, that's where this, this is going. This is really... This, there's a sad moment here in, in, in bourbon <laughs> and drinking, BBM, folks. And BBM canon. Oh, there are beer my and God. bourbon cocktails, though. Episode but 28. She when, they, when they do shot and beer at like a dive bar in the city, I mean, it's, they don't. It's <laughs> never in the same <laughs> glass. Yeah. I don't know what you just Listen, there are like beer and bourbon like splashes. I have been triggered right here. It's like a and I'm never I triggered had, about anything. I could have had thing. like a little, a little, like a boilermaker. And but just, if no. I took a boilermaker and just dropped it in there. Like a sake bomb? Like a sake yeah, bomb. Yeah, that's not what you just did. I, just, I need I you just to drink that. Just drink it. It's going to be fun. Just drink that it. That should be I called like... a Kentucky car bomb. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> is a Kentucky car bomb. <laughs> That is one. <laughs> if not, that's the new one. It's strong yeah. as fuck, but I like it. Take it. Oh, it's strong as fuck. It. Got you got it, it Tawana. You did take that it to yourself. You got it. Take it, it to Tawana. myself. Okay, so now let's go back to the movie. All right, so yeah, you get so, that. You get that old granddad. Oh lord! Oh, and mind you, shit. old granddad is eighty proof, and she throwing it in there with that German. Beer, that's already oh dude like, that should be called racist granddad this is yeah. racist granddad because <laughs> <laughs> this is already like 7.7 7. yeah, yeah yeah see that's a lot of but alcohol. I'm, I'm gonna go home after this okay sure i, I have yeah. an escort it's that's okay. right. the the german the german beer and the old granddad that's the nazi granddad that's Nazi granddad. That's Nazi granddad. Okay. <laughs> For, let's let's bring it back. Okay, bring it let's back. Bring yes, it sir. Back. Let's bring it back. So what were you right, saying so, about Sicario? So I, I really would have liked to have seen the point of view from the the father of the girl because your your daughter doesn't get kidnapped. He was a major figure, but she might have been aware that she was going to be at some point. No, Maybe. no, because she was a little badass. But she was a badass. But she knew she was a badass because her father was a fucking kingpin. And she knew that. And she knew that. That's why she was acting that way. Like, so she, what are you going to like? The there principal. was a fight at the beginning. She got into a fight at school, and she beat the fuck out of that little girl. She yeah. didn't smack her. She punched her yeah. dead in the throat and in the face, and told the principal, the headmaster or whatever, mm. what you going to do about it. Yeah, he's like, so what? What you got? What, what you got? got? What you going to do? And right. he was like, and then he pulled back. He pulled back because he was like, you know, your daddy's a drug kingpin, and he could just. Ruin me. <laughs> Eliminate me. You know, kill my family before I get home. Right. So. Right. <laughs> I feel like, I feel if I could tr- no, I try to guess an explanation for not having the father in it is, I think it's it's like, but they're clearly seen. you can see his will. His right. will is being enacted by right. what is going on. Because right. you know. The that, police. You know that the, poli- the police make moves. Right. To like kill her or get her back. Right. There's obviously there's a large conflict brewing because this has happened. So I think it's right. more like they don't. The only command and control like footage you see is of Brolin and the the CIA and, and Benicio like them doing their thing. Right. And they didn't. I don't. I guess they didn't want to kind of create this like. Well, this is what because there's the two there's two cartels they're trying to create a war between yes. right and then there's the CIA kind of uh, you know the CIA is doing their is, thing is, well, is the okay. bartender and between, I, is the instigator and I get it and I get two. that part but they just, I guess they didn't want to make it about this guy says this then this guy says this but and like all right and I we, get it but do we ever see cartel heads like even in that show South was it South of the Border or. <sighs> Cartel land? I don't know. Cartel land? Even in Narco, you don't really see always the head. I don't personally watch all of that, but what I'm saying is we we spent a whole lot of time in this 
moving migrant workers into the U.S. Right. Like, was the, that wasn't a cartel. That wasn't a cartel. But people, we know that people do pay the oh, be taken into the U.S. My thing so is, that was part of their business. That was a, And then we found out that they were also moving uh, terrorists into parts of the U.S. Okay, but we also discovered that those people that were blowing up shit in the beginning of the movie right, right, were terrorists. not actually from... Another country. They were from the U.S. That's right. That was told uh, in the right. story. We did. That one yeah, line that was weird. But that they was never, told in the story. That's true. And you know, they never and, and as it. Americans, you know, we're we're taught to believe that everybody coming over the fucking borders are actually somebody that's going to blow the fuck up. Are like but it's actually evil some little, members. It's some little crazy white boy sitting in the basement right now. This is true. Who's actually going to be blowing your shit up? Dylan Roof. Okay, so I'm let's be saying. clear. But in that, and they use one line. One line to say that. Yeah, yeah I know. That you was, that you was actually little, missed it. I didn't like mm. that. I, I didn't like that they glazed what's, over that. What's because, the line? No, that she just says very explicitly because you know they got in that they got in that big shootout with the with federal the, police with the federal and police they killed that tons were working of them for the for the. I think they were trying to work for the competitors cartel because they, they wanted were working to kill her. for a cartel. They, they were trying yeah. to kill. They were her. trying to kill her. So because yeah. um, they were in the opposition's land. Because you got to right. think about it, they were north. They're in northern Mexico, and that was the point. They were running the guy who ran shit. Was and his daughter, Southern, that was right? more in the south. Right. Right. Because that's where Mexico City is, or right. central south. So, like, in the northern area, like, that was the comp- that was the other dude's shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. So that, was, But that's that's my point. Yeah. Right. They, they did a whole lot of that, but yet you don't... And I knew that the father ultimately was controlling the police. Of course. Before, they know, all control that the makes police. Sense. But it, it was just so... And then when they decided, oh, we fucked up, you know, when the CIA and all those operatives mm. realized they fucked up, then they're like, well, fuck it, we're just going to kill everybody. Well, because they were... They wanted to double down. They wanted right. to double down, and they were stuck in a position. And that's when what she comes out. Do? That's when she comes out, like, the, I guess she's the CIA director or right. deputy she was director. Like, yeah, like... We don't know what she is. Assistant to the head of state or something. Yeah, and, and she comes out, and she's just like, look, you know... It's these guys were all from. Didn't she say they were from New Jersey or something? Yeah, yeah she said they were all, literally from she New said, Jersey. She yeah. said cancel, wipe everything clean because we found out they're actually from New Jersey. Yeah. Right. So even though there was that one dude who was trying to get across the southern border, it wasn't. They were trying to get at the fact that it wasn't actually like an epidemic of no. yeah. terrorists. It was just like kind of like the way we're dealing with it now. But it never is. We educate people, people in this. MIT, in Harvard, in Yale. Right. Educate them. And they become citizens. You think all the fucking 9-11 hijackers, dude? They came. They're all Saudis, privileged, right? Privileged kids that come over and educate in our schools. But that's that's my point in this movie, and I think that that's what actually makes it interesting to me. Mm. But it's so, um, like I said, there were so many little elements going on, and it seems like apparently this is going to be a trilogy. This is going to be a trilogy, and I'm fucking here for it. So now that sounded real crazy. And I'm here for it. We know, we know you're here <laughs> for it, Tawana. We know this is this is your kind Yo, of. Yo, violence is lit. Violence That's is all I hear from you. Violence is lit. This I is can lit. no longer use lit. Not that I ever did because I'm not a millennial, but because Trump is Side using track. lit now, and Side I'm just track. not about it. Trump said the word lit. He in all his tweets, no, like the last three tweets, it, no, he uses it's, lit. It's to 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 to. Okay, is his to son? Quote, his son. Hold on, right? to quote Vaughn from an earlier conversation before this remedial trump tweeted it <laughs> trump jr oh remedial. it's true trump jr did tweet was it oh. eric or don jr it, oh. it, was, it was don jr it was don jr he was like yeah. something about this is gonna be lit 
He's like, okay, yo, yeah. we got not just uh, the first SCOTUS pick, we got the second SCOTUS pick too. Right. Isn't this lit? Isn't this lit? And then uh, I shared that meme with you guys yeah. on Facebook. And oh, it was some dude being like, the word lit has now died. It's now died. Yes. To the, in the black community. In the black please. community. We observe the time of please, death. Please give us our, our peace. Yeah. Our, give us, pay me your respects <laughs> later right. as we need time to mourn our yes, word. We're going to mourn lit for will, officially. First of all, I didn't even really use it to begin with because it's ridiculous you love lit no it. it was ridiculous i like and that's I how like i knew i got too old because when i said i couldn't like i couldn't well for me i mean i could do i can do low key i can even do big key like well see my problem is the word dope because i use dope i use dope during the original time it's of dope and too. now that people are using dope again i hate it but i like dope i know you do but i was I using hate it, it with tlc and i'm gonna use it now but i hate it i it's just no but lit lit brought <laughs> lit, me some enjoyment. But lit is the equivalent of but, dope. But lit brought me some enjoyment. But now that a Trump has used the word, I will lit, never. It will never fall out like, of my lips again. I feel like he. It's a used tampon now. I can't. Oh, ever, it's even worse. <laughs> you can't touch it. It's a condom. Would you touch it? It's a condom. It's a used on the floor, condom on the floor. It's a used tampon. It's an expired pad. Yes. You can't use on it on the anyway. floor. It's disgusting. And it's on the floor. And it's Let's on the floor. Clear about it being and it on the smells floor. now. Yeah, it's done. So you I can't. feel I feel like the appropriation <laughs> of black culture by the Trump family works it's, in all of our favors because eventually he's going to let the N-word slip. Oh and then god. Impeach. That might and be And then it. impeach. Yeah. That might be it. <laughs> I think Kanye Kanye might have been on to something even now, though I, I, even I want though Kanye I to him. make him feel a little Even though I mourn him. Did you say Kunye on, I said on Beer, K- Bourbon, and the Movie? Kanye, oh. not Kunye. We don't, we don't talk about Kunye on <laughs> oh, Beer, Bourbon, the Movie. Did you say Kunye? Kunye Listen, is okay. never mentioned on I Beer, Bourbon, I have to say something. Oh I was a diehard fan. Kanye West. Kunye Listen, is never Listen, mentioned Listen, I will not Beer, say Kunye. <laughs> Kanye West oh was a God. hero of mine. And I had a goodbye ceremony, a homegoing ceremony for him. Thank you. At my desk at work. Thank you. I played all his music. I weeped a little. Okay. And then I said goodbye, Kanye. When did Thank Jesus you. die? He died the moment he said slavery was a fucking choice. Oh, God. Why would people just stay on the plantations? Oh, okay. And that's when I was like, what? Right. I'm that so- was loud. Sorry. I'm sorry, folks. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I am like active on these levels right now. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. Thank and, you. And, Nazi, the Nazi granddad's being taken Nazi away. And the Nazi granddad has been removed <laughs> from the table. Racist can, uncle's woo, off the table. I can no longer have okay. any. Right. Although I felt the buzz, so, though, already. I'm sorry. You, yeah. You, excuse me. You got mad and you wanted to take benefits away. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks, that we mentioned You're Like, what's yet. happening? Where did this come from? <laughs> All right. All right. Get this is about to get lit. Can no, we, stop. Can we, I never, can ever. We, can we come back? Don't you just feel like you're damaging the culture saying things like yes. that? Yeah, it's horrible. You know what I mean? I'm not doing that again. Okay. It's, it's horrible. Me. And I apologize for Kunye being mentioned. Oh, Kunye. Kunye. I will not co-sign on Kunye. Listen. Kunye is done. I understand what he did, Kunye and it's wrong. I'm on the side of the wrong. Kunye needs to take his medication and move the fuck on and leave he us is, alone. He's troubled. I need him to understand that he hanging is, out with that man in the White House he ain't is never, not He ain't cool. never been to the White House. Or Kim has. Kim has, but guess what? That shows you that he ain't never going to be there because he's a cool. Mm. All right. Although I do feel like, and I use this word in context. <laughs> you better go, be careful. Go, Alex. Tread, go. tread lightly. Go, Alex, go. I had some granddad. No, we've talked about this on the podcast Jump before, it. but Jump I feel it, like Alex. the Trump administration is like 
they've like given him the coon space. Remember yeah. we've talked about? Yes, you're right. Okay. You're right. You know what I mean? You're absolutely just right. You want to cool Look down at, a little bit? And Alex said that with just so much heart. And he looked at me. He looked in our eyes, me and Tawana, just for clarity. He's like, yeah, like I'm going to mm, say this. I'm going to say this. I, you know, you know I, as close as I get is Ninja. All right? Yeah, that's, I know. That's and that's all you're going to get to do. That's all you ever going to get. Ever. And I'm totally cool with that. Because we might have to beat your ass if yeah. you go too far. Because I will. <laughs> and we'll do it lovingly, like when your parents give you a spank. I have a, I have an enlightened liberal arts education. I yes, know you do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't. And that's why we love you, Alex. that's why we love you. I have been brainwashed by the so-called left. Have you? Okay, well, good. Glad. I would just think it was so, common decency. So let's, let's move back to Sicario a little bit because we've got way off track with that one. It's okay to go off track because we talk about But the correlation everything. between <laughs> Trumpism. Yes, there's a whole lot. Trumpism a, in the purge. In both Trumpism and Sicario. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it's so fucking direly relevant. Yes. I'm just going to say you said Scenario. I said Sicario. It's a scenario. Oh, we gonna play this shit back. I'm oh, saying sorry. play it back later. <laughs> play back. This play is back. a not ideal scenario. Yeah. All right. So the point is. The point is. There are so many elements that are that are relevant to the life we live in today and the world yes. we live in today because I think we're the world is in a in a really traumatic place right now and there's a mm. lot of turmoil happening and especially, there's a whole lot of nationalism there's a nationalism movement around the around world. around the world actually in and France in. In England, England, it's everywhere, and I think that Italy, we, need, we need to be mindful of that and what it means America. because it's not just about us. I know in, in Trump land, everybody's well, it means just supposed that to think about America all the time, but there's so many other folks. things going on, and we have to be mindful of that. It's the it's it's the dehumanization of yes. the other, right? right. And yes. so it's wherever you are, my neighbors are my enemy, right. right? And so it's this it's it's this and and that enables you to justify horrific levels of violence right mm-hmm. and so that's what we see in this film is we see a drastic escalation mm-hmm. that leads to an innocent if you will you know being kidnapped and thrown and that and that's kind of that's really what like benicio right. grapples with in the film yes he does is he's kind of like but james brolin the, too josh, oh, josh. Brolin, james is his daddy twice yes. you've said james Damn. Brolin. Is his killing daddy. me dog but, this, but that's what ben, so benicio <laughs> interestingly who you know he's like a pretty he's a somewhat morally ambiguous character clearly but he does have a very clear kind of revenge plot to him but he um you know he was just like no this is too far it's because this is too far because he has this sense of right and wrong yeah it's and that's what that's the thing that keeps him that's the thing that keeps him grounded in a way because he's not just going revenge crazy he's got a specific Mm. person he's going after brolin who was Rolling. influenced by the politics of the right. day? Exactly. Who operates in a real politic? Yes. This is a zero sum battle where right. America wins and everyone fucking loses. Right. And that is, it was very much a, a parable of, mm-hmm. of that's the attitude that's going on right now. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, those soldiers that died in Niger. Yeah. No, we didn't fucking know they were there, mm-hmm. but there's green berets going into combat zones in every every, every continent on Earth every right. day, and, and that's we have no that's idea. the that's the perspective that we every have day. now is, you know, while while oh we don't want to be friends with our allies, fuck the liberal order, but we're gonna put troops. We won't send diplomats, but we'll put soldiers everywhere. Right. right. And I felt like this film really it nailed how all it that. can get out of control. Yeah, it yes, speaks it to all that. And we really, you know, we sit we sit in our wonderful little nice homes and our communities and all these other spaces and think that, oh, everything is cool and watch, you know, watch TV and watch social media and listen to bullshit music and just think that, oh, everything is cool. But people are dying. 
So it's People just this. This is not a joke in that way. It, it's, it's very much a reality, and I, I mean, think it, this, this it, film speaks to in that. In this country alone, we're snatching people's children just for oh, entry. Yeah. That's bullshit. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You well, know, and that's it's not okay. We're gonna pay for that because there's this thing we're called gonna karma. Pay for a lot of shit, <laughs> we're gonna pay for a lot of that. And I might be a Canadian. So. And I'm just gonna move out of the way. I'm gonna <laughs> move a, out of the way when karma I'm comes striking. Right out. Of I hope the you way. like cheese curds and gravy. That's why yeah, it's you. I'm, I'm okay with that. It. I'm good with it. I'm down to speak some French. I'm good with it. I might pay a little more for my bourbon, but I know I'll have a good. I'm life okay with that. <laughs> they like gays. Can you, do you like Canadian longer. rye though? Can mm. you fuck mm. with that? I can fuck with that. Yeah, you can. Canadian. Learn. Beer. Well, I like, like a little it. Canadian mist. I like a little Canadian mist. You ever had any? Canadian beer's not Canadian so bad either. Mist? Canadian mist is a, is a is a is a whiskey from Canada that's really tasty. I just know Canadian club. Yeah. I like me a Canadian club in ginger ale. Like that was a favorite of mine when I lived there. I got you, Alex. Thank I got you. you. Thank you. Anyhow, we haven't all lived in Canada. So, how do we sum up this film? So, and then we got to get to films white people like. But no, we got to sum up this film. But let's well, go here first. What we're just saying. I think that, um, yes. I think one, that this, this is a good transition within the trilogy, hopefully, of yes. oh, Sicario. Of the Sicario. Which, I, by the way, means Hitman. Yeah, and I'm so I'm excited for that because sense. thanks I, for I think the audience knew that. I mean, there's no ago. need for you to though. There's to, every need. I mean, I'm a sassy bitch. Trying to play me. I'm he sassy. is a sassy and I'll bitch. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> sassy bitch. Sometimes. Right. It's okay. Thanks for so, thanks for walking the, through the door I left open for you. Emphasis on the bitch. I, yes, <laughs> bitch. It's okay. it's okay. But the point is, I think this is a great it's a great transitional piece because now I want to see what's going to happen with that young man. And, and, and him being groomed by... I hope that they team Torah. and groom. He grooms them and they team up. I don't like the use of the word groom. groom. No, it's, it's going to be about grooming. You, mm. That whole thing about he closing felt, that he door. He felt like it was a little too mm. me too. No, no, it's not even about that. It's about... It's a little about too that. to catch a predator. No, but yeah. he, no, no, it's <laughs> not. Catch a no, because, the way I said it, the way it happened in the film is not. No, because yes. there, there was a moment in there and it was just like... Because this, this kid has been through so much, but he made a choice. When he hopped off that yeah, fucking truck and said... I'm not going to do it their way. I'm, I'm going to do it my way. And then, and then when you see him again, he's, he, tatted, he's all slicked up and slick tatted and up tatted. and doing his thing. Yeah. He is going to be the whole, it's going to come together with him. But I like that they, one, left it open. Yeah. And two, are creating this this trilogy that seems to be consistent throughout yeah. the films. Yeah. For me anyway. You, Alex, didn't think it was so consistent, and you actually didn't either because you mm. didn't like the. Well, first, I hated the but first you liked one, the, the but second. I like this one. And that, but so I think wrong. I think. But we may even see the daughter again. We don't know. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna see her because she was a little badass. And she's yeah, she was amazing. And I and I and I want to see this. What what got me with the first Sicario versus this one was that it was too much of the the whole military. That it was too much of that for me, mm. like. But I'm gonna watch it not again. Not, a, not me. I'm gonna watch it again because it was a little too heavy-handed on the. I think you got lost American in Emma, Emily Blunt's character and her acting with her face. And then, um, not Derek Luke, the other guy from Get Out, whose name I can't Oh yeah, he was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was from, her partner from um, from, uh, from Black Get Panther Out. and all that. Get Out and Black Panther, and the the reason why we can't remember his name is because we're losers. Um, but. You know, so is well, life. Daniel Kalua. Okay. Kalua. Yes. Is and he I'm English? Kalua. Kalua. No, he's he's yeah, he's English, yeah. but he's African as well. Oh really? Right. 
Because, you know, uh, that's what happens when Africans end up in, in, in London. And right, in, into Cambridge yeah. or something. You know, they yeah, his just, name is Daniel Kaluuya. They just become English. Mm. Whereas here, they just become the N-word. But oh, it's okay. That's sad. That's, a, that's the way yes, it goes. He was, he was in there. But anyway... I digress. I, I, I actually, like I said, I enjoyed the film and I didn't want to because I really didn't want to see it. And I was begrudging about it. I was mad about it. I was trying to find a time when I could fucking see it. And I was just like, okay, I got to go see this for the show because yeah, I'm, I'm doing this for the people. But I so actually, right. I, <laughs> I actually enjoyed the movie <laughs> and I would actually see it again because I, I think there's some hidden moments in there. But um, it was very good. You know, and I'm going to actually go back now. And watch the first one because I think there were some things that I might have missed somehow. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go back and visit that because there were so many. One, there were so many actors in the first one that I really enjoyed watching, and so I said, "Well, I'm gonna watch that." But I didn't want to see Emily Blunt's face anymore, and I'm glad she was no longer. No, she was fucking awesome in that movie, though. I like she Emily Blunt. I like Emily Blunt too, but Do you know? her face was just giving me too I seen, much. I, I she was doing too much. I was just she like, was just she what? was because she had to. She was being used. Okay, but life is about being used, especially if you're in the military. She military was, people but are she being used. She wasn't in the constantly. military. The point was, she was in she was the FBI. FBI agent okay, the CIA they're is being, using her. They're being used too. Yes, Aren't but we listen, that? that she was in the FBI and the CIA was using her to get her credentials and her access into various areas without them being seen because they're spooks. No, I get it. I get it. So like I said, I'm going to give it because of this one. Yes. I'm going to give, give it the other shot. one another shot and hopefully I won't fall asleep like I did the last time. I'm really blunt. Cuz I was shit. just so bored. And your was boy like, was in it. I know from Shane from Walking Dead yeah. and all that and Berenthal. Yeah. John Berenthal. John yeah. Berenthal, amazing actor, yes. Punisher, all that. Keep it up. All these films, Brolin. I can watch Brolin all day. So I can watch like, Josh Brolin all day. Thank you, Tawana, for remembering <laughs> Josh and not Listen, I'm sorry I said James, but Hotel was the shit, and I just aged myself. But <laughs> Hotel was the shit. I don't even know what you're talking about. Back in the days, because you were a millennial. Hotel was a, a How TV do you, show on I ABC. am a millennial. You are yeah. a millennial. That's why you All don't right. know. So now let's, anyway, let's, so let me go ahead, just add a little to the Sicario She's got some more to add. Because I actually didn't say anything about the cinematography, even you though didn't? it was made by Darius Wolski. What is he I known mean, for? He's known for Sicario, for the Prometheus films, for Alien Covenant, for The Martian, and I could go oh, on wow. and on mm. and on. This guy is... is a Polish cinematographer, which is like the yeah, kings some of, the best kings. In the world. of cinematographers. They like created the CSA, didn't they? They did. They like look at you, Alex. You, Yay. Look at you. Alex knows some cinema history. If you if you are not if you tr- if you're trained in Poland and you're not great, something's wrong with you. Yeah, you're because really I don't know that. what they do there, but they make them phenomenally. It's but anyway. So um, I'll just say. I really enjoyed this film. It's suspenseful and intriguing. Keeps you on the edge of your seat at times with you know with this great opening, which I won't mention, but I'll just Oof. yeah tab it like that. Heavy, great yeah, heavy opening. Amazing. You know, shot beautifully from the helicopter shots to the road shots to the intimate close-ups, the nighttime sunsets in the vista. What did you call it before? It was the um, what was the film? Uh, no Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah, No Country for very, Old Men, for sure. Very reminiscent of that. Uh, 
just an all-around stylish and dynamic great crime drama thriller and i think you know go check it out especially if you were a fan of the old sicario yeah and if you just want to get away from some of the bigger blockbusters yeah i mean this is a i think this was a nice episode where these two kind of took a page away from all the like flash and bash of like the common shit that goes on yeah Mm -hmm. um, if you you really don't want to see ant-man and the wasp yeah. Please just oh, go. Okay. Just go to. I'm good. <laughs> just step into the other theater and <laughs> check so it out. Good. I would rather see the catcher was a spy. Yeah. Yeah. Or we could watch films that only white people see. What's your? Hey, yes. So, come on, Alex. Welcome to bring my it. second, my second segment. Yes. Second which, on segment. the one hand, I take offense to because I think anyone could watch these films. Absolutely. But you You're created right. the the. the <laughs> Oh, oh, can I can I have I'm a sidebar. I just want everybody to know that it wasn't Tawan and I that came no, up with No, he the, created the films it. That white people were we, like When we talk about white people, well, we talk about white people and own time, it. And I love all it, of you. Every time he did it I on his own. recommend a movie, you guys never want to see it. And you're like, that's some white people shit. I'm like, well, I guess <laughs> I am going to represent the whites. We do yes, say so. that's some white people shit. Actually, you do, Tawana. <laughs> That's, I do. I'll true. take that. I, I do say that's some white people shit. I also think I have a good. I think this is going to be a a metric I impose on yes. this category of film. Is it has to have critics have to think it is the an opus to cinema, yeah. and right. the audience has to generally hate it. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. That's that is that's that's part of the becomes, rule. That's how it becomes part of your segment. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I think, that, and this film. This film ingratiates, insatiates that need nice. for critical acclaim. So we're going to pour up a, a little glass of neat bourbon yep. for Alex. We're doing a bit of neat old granddad for this one. I mean, is it Easter. really if we're going to talk about oh, films yeah. white people watch? Oh, is this no, not this what? one specifically. Oh, yeah. So tell no, us about this, it, Alex. This one needed granddad. Okay, so the first reformed, I've got a little tight synopsis here. Okay. First reformed. It's a film uh, headlined by uh, Ethan Hawke, who is Reverend Ernst Toller. Uh, it's a solitary, he's a solitary middle-aged pastor at a small Dutch Reformed church in upstate New York on the cusp of celebrating its 250th anniversary. Once a stop on the Underground Railroad, the church is now a tourist attraction catering to a dwindling congregation eclipsed by its nearby parent church, Abundant Life, with its state-of-the-art facilities and 5,000-strong uh, 5, flock. When a pregnant parishioner, Amanda Zayfried, asks Reverend Toller to counsel her husband, a radical environmentalist, the clergy finds himself plunged into his own tormented past and equally despairing future until he finds redemption in an act of grandiose violence. From writer-director Paul Schrader, who is who wrote Taxi Driver, by the way, yes. American yeah, Gigolo and Affliction, yes. comes a gripping thriller about a crisis of faith that is at once personal, political, and planetary. So obviously Paul Schrader, writer-director. The uh, cinematographer, interestingly enough, is a guy called, I had this up here, um, Alexander Dynan. Mm-hmm. And Alexander Dynan um, does not have a deep, he does not have a deep resume, but the, the thing that really stuck out for me, to me on this film, was the way it's shot. So, you know... Uh, Ethan Hawke's character, he was a military chaplain. He asked his, he encouraged his son to enlist. Within six months of enlisting, he's dead in Iraq, right? So this wow. really empties out his soul. This this destroys his marriage. And he's 
essentially an alcoholic who's thrown a bone by uh, the Cedric the Entertainer, who's the pastor at this mega church. And he says, look, we own this. Basically, it's a tourist church, right? It's a small chapel. Right. You know, they want to look after it because it's historically very significant. Obviously, it... it, it because it's part of the Underground Railroad. Underground Railroad, mm-hmm. right? right? So he's thrown this bone. Um, and just everything about the film is, is stark. There's... N- fuck all people in the church at any one time um he has an extraordinarily empty life he spends most of his time just in the garden doing hard kind of manual labor um he doesn't really do it he does a little bit of outreach at the other church but um he's there's a a a nun who's at the at the abundant life who's sort of interested in him and Mm -hmm. and wants to sort of spark something up with him and he really pushes her away but the the thing that stuck with me was the opening shot is a a, I guess like a steady cam shot. It pushes in on the church, mm-hmm. and it's very low to the ground, and so you sort of have the majority of the church in your lower frame, and the okay. top half of the frame is just the the steeple of the church pushing high into the sky, right? Nice. So it's this very empty with a bunch of sky. It's a very empty open shot, and right. and it's honestly this is like a thirty second shot. It fucking takes a long time, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Fuck, I know what I'm in for now." You right, know? right, right, right. And um, every other shot that, 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 that was done was just, it was, it was clearly staged in a very specific way. It was shot in very, very specific angles. Everything was to show emptiness, 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 right? right? right. And, you know, my girlfriend came with me and on the one hand, she was really, anytime, you know, Ethan Hawke was, was acting, doing his thing, um, it's quite gripping and really engaging, right? Okay. Um, but... You know, it's one of those films where you'll just sit on an empty screen for ten seconds. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, like was it a long take or was it just kind of like in the, in the moment? a lot of long takes. A lot yeah. of like establishing shots aren't like one, two, push. Well, you know the thing it's, about it's like a, it's like you. Well, sit the thing on about it. Paul Schrader, yeah. who, who wrote the script, yeah, he that his taxi driver script is one of the best scripts ever written. Yeah. Mm. And if you ever had a chance to read it and i know a lot of people are not going to read it but just watch the movie because in the script the script was written the way you see it on the screen is how the script was written and you hear he writes every sound every movement the camera Mm -hmm. every movement because schrader is 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 all about the environment that you're in Mm -hmm. and so you feel that and what you what you felt was how it was written. It's and, like right. you were never really here felt like that. Right. You you're in you're mm-hmm. in the emptiness of it. You're in the void. You're in the 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 starkness of every room that you're in. Right. You feel all those moments. Yeah. You know what and I mean? You really fucking do too. That's and I and I think that's that's the that's the art of a good script writer, because a lot of people don't understand these movies all start from a script. And if Absolutely. if if you don't have a good script, you you have nothing. And I think sadly this is one of those smaller films that will get lost. Now it might get a, it might get some Oscar nominations. I mean, it got lost on oh, us. It'll definitely get Oscar. You know, it'll it, it's the kind of film that'll Happy get for performance. Some, right, mm-hmm. some Oscar nomination or or, 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 or script itself. Yeah, because there's a there's an art to writing scripts, and I know there's a whole lot of people sitting around in the world writing some script. Now they want to to blow up and hopefully make this big film. But you know, sadly, what Hollywood likes to produce. Is all these money makers reboots, mm. these rehash of these same old stories? But this is they're an fucking exa- redoing Scarface. 
I'm not oh, going there. I'm man. not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Dead. But the whole point is, these. This is what I'm talking about. This is the art of cinema, and it starts with script. You you came out of this film feeling a certain kind of way. Oh, it fucked me up for at least a day and a half. And oh, you, wow. And you, yeah. at, to the point where, and Ethan Hawke, who is also a writer. And a good, oh, a really good yes. actor. He's a writer and a really good actor. He, 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 like, if he was not, if he was not the reverend in this, this film would have just been lost to straight to DVD. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, as well as the script is written, it took, like, someone of his presence and his ability to, I don't know, just, just fill fucking fill the screen man he like, the screen. and and you can feel his fuck you just feel the sadness you right. feel the depression you know um but the where the film gets really really interesting right and where it because it starts very slow and it starts to pick up there's almost there's almost no music in it but then there, there starts to be these um uh so who did batman who's that director oh um oh Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. So these like these like Nolan esque kind of Yeah. Like they start to pick up they start to come in as shit starts to get dark. But essentially the the crux of the film revolves around him trying to counsel this young man who is the husband of one of his parishioners. Mm-hmm. And that's Amanda Zayfried. She's pregnant and she plays Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he basically is this sort of manically depressed environmental radical right um who's been arrested a couple times up in canada and he's sort of grappling with the fact that you know the 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 planet is fucked by 2050 you know half of the population is going to be wiped out from environmental disaster like there's some really compelling actual climate facts in this which kind of blew me away and they're also terrifying at the same time yeah and you know she's going die in the place that you stand Perhaps. Absolutely. But he... Perhaps. Anyway, so so he's sort of walking the Reverend through this, and the Reverend, like Ethan Hawke's character, hasn't dealt with something like this in a long time. And he sort of... He's, you know... It goes from these wide, stark shots to these tight, just sort of looking down, but tight on the face. Mm-hmm. Extreme close-ups mm-hmm. that were a very shallow depth of field. Mm-hmm. So it was this kind of like... And that was always... If he wasn't... Um, if you weren't hearing his thoughts, right, like he's sort of monologuing his thoughts, okay. then it would be a kind of a, if if one of the characters got hit with a intense question or put in a difficult position, it would always do this intense close-up with the eyes and the sweat of the brow kind of in, in, in focus, in shot, right? Okay. And so it was this very much like you're empty, but your mind is full and full of... Uh, full of chaos, full of doubt, you know? And there was this constant play, like emptiness and extreme anxiety. Emptiness, extreme anxiety. And it just like, it kept me so unsettled. I watched the trailer and I kept feeling like it reminded me of doubt. Very much so. It looked like it a lot. There was, there was every, every element of the, the whole doubt movie in this movie, except with Ethan Hawke. Right. And so was, was the, politics of the church at play too or what was happening yes so that was really interesting they and it wasn't the it was not the politics of the even though this was like a catholic ministry right Mm -hmm. um or had catholic roots um it was more of the politics of mega churches right right and and the politics of the business of mega churches because this is where the film separates and we and basically ethan hawk this young man does take his life spoiler alert 
Um, but they discover that he was actually intending on doing something a lot more extreme. He, they discovered uh, Amanda Seyfried and himself, or she discovered a suicide belt with a suicide vest with explosives oh, wow. in it, detonators, everything ready to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she gives it to him to be like, hey, you know, I, I don't, please don't tell the police about this. I don't want this to like, because obviously the government's going to get involved. Yeah, like, can you hold on to this and dispose of it? Because obviously he was in the military, so she figures like he could deal with this, right? Right. right. And so he takes that away, and you think that, well, he must, you, you, he just takes it and you think nothing more of it, right? Um, but in fact, he holds on to it. And as he gets really deeply affected by the fact that this young man killed himself, it really reminds him of his son. Of course. I imagine the loss of his son. Right. Um, and you can start to see him become radicalized as he researches what this young man was all about, right? Right, right. And the, the cause that he was trying to stand up for, and it made him feel like, this, is, this means something. Like He cares about nature. He cares about the environment. He's always tending to the garden, if you will. Right. Um, and this comes to a head with the megachurch because um, they want to do this consecration, the 250th anniversary of this church. They want to re-consecrate the church. It's a big deal to the megachurch, right? Because this is like a little tourist church they hold on to and mm-hmm. they look after. And he finds out that uh, this guy, Eric Balk, who is who runs Bulk Industries and Bulk Industries B A L Q? Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's the they're the equivalent of like the Koch brothers, right? So okay. it's all like it. you know oil, gas, energy. Very political. Very mm-hmm. political, and um, he gets to meet Eric Bulk because uh, they're talking about the th- talking about the the consecration, and he really confronts him, right? And he's just okay. like, hey. Um, you know, confronts him with these environmental facts. What do you think about this? And he just keeps saying, oh, it's complicated, it's messy, don't preach to me, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he confronts him and says, this young man that you were counseling didn't, you know, you counseled him, right? And he's like, yes. And he says, and he killed himself, right? And he said, yes. And he's basically saying, like, who are you to counsel me? Who are you to talk to me Right. when you kind of led to this guy killing himself? And that led him, like, from that meeting, he's like, you basically know he's like fuck this motherfucker right um and he does a tour of the bulk industries factory in the town wearing the vest no explosives but it's a vest that has like all these patches remember these activists that died so you can see he's kind of like i found a cause i found what i'm all about right um and the cedric the entertainers church there it's really like he finds out that they take hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars from bulk industries as obviously for tax breaks for some kind of salvation for that guy right and um every time he tries to bring up hey the, this is this is christian stewardship this is what we should be about that we need to look after our environment this isn't left or right this is just being christian mm. um he gets rebuffed at every turn right and they they kind of tolerate him and mm. his ways um but he sees it as them basically just being a corporation, a machine, and um, really giving up their Christianly duties for just being big and rich. And of course, Cedric's character, he's not like one of those totally skeezy guys. Uh-huh. Like you can tell he kind of cares about what he's doing, but he cares about it being big. And, you know, he cares about it from a 100,000 foot view. Right. And, he's, and about, it, he's about expre- spreading the word of Christianity 
across the populace. Yes, he, he's not. A, he's he's driven by that as opposed yes. to power and intrigue and money and not trying to buy jets like yeah. a lot of these other mm-hmm. big mega church ministers are doing. So that mm-hmm. that's a really that's a very interesting take, um, and it really comes down to him during the consecration. Ethan Hawke wants to wear his vest while he gets up to speak, he wants to blow himself up in the church. Mm. And when you're just like, holy fuck. Um, he asks Amanda Seyfried not to come, um, but she comes anyway. I don't know. And it, that's where it gets... Re- so he doesn't blow himself up, but it gets really fucking not, like intense. Well, no spoilers. No, 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 but I'm saying it gets more. really intense at that point, and right. then And then it just kind of... Ends, and that's the main critique on the film. Well, you know, I think that there's there's so much hard work. There's so much hard work on the part of the script, on the part of Ethan Hawke, on the part of like Amanda Zayfried's character and this other guy. Like everything that's happened up to the the end. The thing about Amanda, Amanda Zayfried. I don't know. The thing about Amanda is that she's she could do films like this, Mm. and then she could be in Mamma Mia. Two or whatever number this Sadly is. Sadly enough. She can do all of she it. She can do all of it. Because she is that kind of actress. Because there is so much depth in the film that you just described. Right. So many that fucking topics, man. could get lost on so many people. Because we really need to... It, it, it's an examination of radicalization, mm-hmm. of... Religion and politics and all these things coming together. Power. That, and it's power, so much about power. That's affecting how we live in the world today. And I, it, and I keep, it, it brings me back because we live in a society where we think, well, well, we're just going to work every day. We're going home. We're living our lives. We're doing, but we don't know what our neighbors are doing. We never mm-hmm. do. We don't know. Even in this time of we uh, don't accessibilities. Know. We don't know what our neighbors are thinking. We don't know what our neighbors are doing. We don't know what our people are going through. You don't know what your best friends are going through. Reach, I'm, I have to say it once again. Reach out to your neighbors because you don't know what people are experiencing in their personal lives. Because right. these are the kinds of stories it speaks to the kinds of stories that are affecting people. We, we see all these school shootings and all these things happening. Mm. This It all comes back to this. And, and all these, these young men, usually men, who are doing all these things and plotting all these... White men. Whatever, whoever they are. Sorry, it, it's, it the, it's the actuality. But it is that, that's a current fact. But it's not always going to be that way. It's not always going to be that way. It's but not always going to be that way. But while we're that. being while we're being shot in the streets right. and called on the police about going to the pool or falling asleep in a, in a in barbecuing a, in, a dorm, in the fucking and park. all of that, we still have this environment of people wanting to hurt a large volume of people. And yes. this kind of film speaks to that. Speaks. But to you that. know why they want and to do that? And again, we talk about dehumanization of the mm-hmm. other. Right. is a lot of these radicalized white men, right? Yes. They come from suburban communities mm-hmm. where they are... You don't know your neighbors. Exactly right. what you're talking about. You and don't know your neighbor. You live right next to the them. The other is their fucking neighbor. Right. The yeah. other is society, right? Yeah. Right. And they are like... They feel extremely uh, alienated and they feel... They're resentful for having to participate in this sort of act that is... But again, you know, when you talk about like obviously there's a lot of violence in historically ghettoized black communities. Mm-hmm. Right. 
but it's a different it's it's like a fight it's more of like a war zone where it's fight over territory it's my gang my community versus your gang they make it like very, urban to be urban is evil or but to it's, be ghetto but it's, exactly it's but, it, but it's more of a fight over resources it's right. not a yes. fight over my identity of a lost human being right yeah white the the, the white community deals with a loss of identity yeah. uh, black very community much. deals with a lack of resources and trying to like get out of that situation, right? Because yeah. resources is essentially, but that's non-existent. A, you can kind of I f- the what suburban whites deal with is to me is much more insidious and really Completely scary. Insidious because you don't know what because it's it's you you're you're dehumanizing people. Right. You're dehumanizing people so that it's it's okay to go out and kill. Just kill anyone in a mall because you don't relate to them whatsoever. Because you don't relate to them whatsoever, yeah. and you and it's you're threatened ever. and feel as if mm-hmm. your identity is being taken when really it's only being shared. And yeah. even if you think about if you think about all these shooters and people who are these young men who are thinking that oh you rejected me for whatever reason you, you rejected, rejected me, me because my, you accepted yourself, but you you rejected me for for being me. Because it's a lot of times it's about these people who are disenfranchised and feeling they're they're alienated from the populace, but in reality they're, they're just feeling this sense of rejection. They're just feeling a sense yeah. of rejection, and, but they're and, not. And then being they're alienated. they're attacking these people because it, 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 it's it's all. It, well, because the the focus is not on them anymore. No. Like it's as if but the focus people never are saying, been on why why do you need Black History Month? Why do you need Women's History Month? Because everything that exists is for white men, and mm. that's why they do this to f- place focus on others. Right, but you know, and it, that feels like a threat. A, it's a sad state of affairs, and I think that we as one art. Art always reflects what's happening in well, life. Art imitates life, and, and, and life imitates art. And I art. think that the beauty is that. We have filmmakers and artists out here trying to create Absolutely. these examples to show us what it can be. Because a lot of times we just live in our day-to-day lives. But it's also easily taken in by film, I think, versus reading it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, but it makes it accessible to so many people. It makes it very accessible. Because your brain stores those images. Right. Stores those images. Right. And, and it's just, oh, I, I can go watch this movie and I can I can understand something that I would not necessarily have understood before. Right. And I think that's the beauty of this kind of movie because it shows something and it and it didn't sensationalize it. Right. Not at all. It didn't sensationalize it. Undersense it like under sensationalized. I'm, I'm not surprised because Paul did both directing and writing and mm-hmm. it, it, it it spread. But it, it was the same way in Taxi Driver. Yeah. He no. was the same way. Yeah, but he wasn't yeah. the director. He was he was the writer. He was the writer. Scorsese but but that's the, the thing. He he already he already thinks in a certain kind he of way. He writes direction. Yeah. Like Hitchcock mm. would write direction, so there would be no confusion. Right. And and you know that's what kind of fucked me up about the film for a couple of days was the fact that you know this priest was a guy who you know he was he was trying to find redemption. That's really the key thing. He's trying to find redemption. Whether that's in sort of was helping. that because he was in a dark place himself? As a, yeah, as a man? well, because he, he felt responsible for the killing, the, the death of his son. Right, right. Okay. He told he he encouraged his. I mean, as a chaplain, he's not going into combat, but his son joined the military as a combat soldier, mm-hmm. and his son died. Right, and he felt guilty, and he felt horrifically guilty for that. Right, and the fact that he 
became radicalized to the point where, you know, he dehumanized the other. He dehumanized the people from bulk industries, the people from the church. I mean, there was maybe five people in the church that he was going to blow up that, you know, you could say, quote unquote, deserved it, even though they really didn't. Right. Even though they really didn't, you know. But the fact that he was willing to kill, maim, and injure over 150, 200 people. Wow. Who really, who were just like church people. I mean, it was right. like, and, and he, he was willing to do that. It mimics society a little too much. There were so many yeah. church shootings. But that, exa- exactly. And that's what I felt hit home. And, and the more I, th- it's, it's, a, it's a, the thing that was successful about the film was that it makes you fucking think about that shit. That's good. And that's what I was trying to say to my girlfriend because she was like, God, this is like such an indulgent film where like someone gave Paul Schrader $2 million and said, go make a movie, do whatever the fuck you no, want. No, it doesn't seem that way. But uh, no, I'm telling you, like you yeah. see it, this is a this is an empty film as far as any kind of entertainment goes. Like oh, you right. don't see this film to be entertained. Well, you're not, you're not being entertained from the from the experience of laughter and fun you're being entertained from the experience of laugh of knowledge yes it's knowledge yeah. it's a knowledge-based understanding and it's a knowledge-based understanding of the fact that you really don't know who your neighbors are and you really don't understand like there are so many people who and you don't understand radicalization because we always think of it in the in the concept of like muslims muslims mm-hmm. and, and and that kind of islamic Radicalization, but there is a. You can a, be radicalized by Christianity. Christianity. You can be radicalized. Christianity by has the same groups. Christianity has the same negativity. It's just like environmentalism and all these other things. It all plays out in the same way it does. because Christians have killed a whole lot of people too, and have and, not stopped slavery and or the Holocaust. There are so many things that are there are a lot of here. things that. But I think this kind of film speaks to that, yeah. and you know, everybody has a certain kind of beliefism, beliefism, and I think that we need to, as a, as people that live in this country together, we need to start looking at that. Like, what does it really mean? What does it really mean? Is a person a person or a person what you? assess that they are mm. you just think that they're black aren't black people just like regular people don't they have families and bills to pay aren't gays aren't immigrants aren't anyone yeah. who aren't is white people other. just like regular people aren't white people just like regular like people? what what happened that we not got, every we white person so is evil up. either so it's just like you know we i mean we have to look at it on a case-to-case basis and see exactly what we're dealing with we can't just assume that everyone is exactly what Fox or CNN tells us that they are. MSNBC. But I think that this was a fantastic episode. I I think so. I mean, (laughs) is this a film you should go and see? I think, I think it is a film people should go and watch. I think you need to be in that right mindset. Of course, to go and see it. I kind of feel like that a little bit about the first purge. Because you might mm. be triggered. So you need to be in that mindset a little bit like, I might be triggered today. And be ready And be and, ready, and be ready to see what you're going to see. I need, and I need all you folks that get triggered about every goddamn thing that happens in the world to understand that you actually have to just cope with it and move the fuck on and just go from there. Because there, be, be, we're always triggered about shit. Or become an actual member of society and participate. Yeah. You can't just be a bystander all the time. 
So, Tawana, let's talk about who we're going to see next time. Next week, or next episode, rather. I don't know why I always say next week. But episode 29, and we're going to see The Whitney Doc and Sorry to Bother You by Boots Riley. Both amazing films. Both please amazing. check them out. So, you know, if you like this episode, please be sure to like, share, and follow on all our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and where we host SoundCloud and soon to come, iTunes. What's up? What's up? Even and Google Podcasts. Yes, yes. And if you have any questions, any requests, please, please don't hesitate to use our hashtag on all our social media sites. That's hashtag BBM Podcast. Once again, that's hashtag BBM Podcast. And um, thanks so much for stopping by, film fans. It was a pleasure. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And, and that, I'm Alex. There you go. And this is Beer Bourbon and a Movie. See you next time.